Ghost Adventures is the sole property of the Ghost Adventures crew and Scripps LLC. We're not in any way affiliated with any of them, we just like watching them do their thing. So if you like Ghost Adventures too, support the crew in the Travel Channel. Also, this podcast has profanity in it, so take whatever precautions you feel are necessary. Okay, so welcome to yet another episode of Insanely Haunted. My name is Max. I'm Cassie. And I'm Alex. Uh, this is the show where we're watching and reviewing every episode of Ghost Adventures, the Travel Channel reality TV show, uh, possibly the best reality TV show on television, Ghost Adventures. Uh, this 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 week, we watched episode four, The Riddle House. Episode four of the DVD. Episode four of the DVD. And let me tell you, the, the, the preview that they start off with is a real banger. I That's mean, good. there's some good stuff in this preview. Oh, yeah. Can um, you hear me up in that damn attic? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, I mean, it it, it sets it up for, you know it's going to be a good one. Yes. Um, uh, let's get right into it. The house appears, I have in my notes, the house appears to be in a retirement community called Yesteryear Village. Is it a retirement community? I feel like with the name like Yesteryear Village, what else could it be? I think it's some kind of playful just spot to be. Bring your family to Yesteryear Village where you could visit houses from there's yesteryear. A, there's a cemetery in it. The cemetery is actually <laughs> quite, quite a bit away. That was the weird thing. Okay. Is they actually didn't ever tell you where Yesteryear Village is in relation to West Palm Beach, which is a heavily built-up area. It's a cosmopolitan place. Oh, and by yeah. the way, this is in West Palm Beach, Beach Florida. Florida. Yeah. Yeah. But Yesteryear Village seems like it's in the middle of the country. Yeah. So really, how far? Did you say it moved it from a few miles away? 40 miles a few miles away? That's a good point. I, I don't really understand the geography of anything happening here yeah. yeah so the house that we're investigating here is the riddle house um which was moved to yesteryear village and apparently this is a point of contention for the ghosts that live there and the sa- same with a bunch of other buildings in this this village correct this is yeah the, it seems like they um, moved all of them yeah yeah and and a lot of the people who live here and work here claim that there's ghosts in pretty much all of the houses and there's also just ghosts in the general v- vicinity mm-hmm. yeah they're just sort of hanging out this yeah. is just a hot spot but like for- a hot hangout for ghosts yeah. and spirits. It's like they put Yesteryear Village on top of an Indian burial ground. Uh, there's a lot of poltergeist activity, like people getting their hair pulled and grabbed. And Zach's pretty psyched about that because he loves to taunt mean ghosts. There's also... The main the main subject of the house is a handyman uh, back during the Depression who uh, was involved in this verbal alter- altercation... Um, People claim that he did something that he apparently didn't do. And apparently, well, no, 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 no. You're getting it. You're getting into what the psychic told okay, us. Okay, yeah. But it, it's a, it's a mixed story. Yeah, this yeah. Is, the official story that we get from the person who is not claiming to be a medium is that there was a handyman who like lost his job or something mm-hmm. like that, and he got into a fight with his with his spouse and then killed himself by hanging uh, himself from the ceiling. Uh, by the way. 11 instances in this episode of people saying hung instead of hanged. It's not just Zach. In fact, Zach is only very few of these. Uh, it's really something. It's it a lot of people saying hung. I also don't know why he hung himself or he hanged himself. I'm I don't sorry. know I'm either. Not... Oh, we got one. But why did he hang himself in his employer's home? Why didn't right? he hang himself I, in his own home? I guess he's it's having like, marital problems with his wife. Right? I guess it's like the ultimate fuck you to your boss, huh? to your shitty boss. Like, hey... 
<laughs> I hate you so much, I'm going to make you clean my well, corpse also, up. Also, why would you... Uh, so, many times in this episode, they talk about the spirit being very angry. Yeah. What's um, he angry about? Oh uh, Yeah, I mean, like, I understand if, according to the psychic... Oh, I'm so mad. Right, Just like, jump. if you're mad, I don't think that, that... I mean, I don't mean to get disrespectful or um, distasteful, but I don't think hanging yourself is a re- like a result of being very angry no. i think it's usually a result of being very sad elliot smith didn't kill himself because he was mad at anybody yeah he did it he actually didn't do it his girlfriend did it let's just put it out there but he did it <laughs> because he was sad he's a sad sad boy and he took his own life can we talk about zach's appearance first yeah his hair is looking a little like he didn't have the time for it today i think it might be the humidity of florida oh yeah that Could florida be, humidity yeah. he's from he's a nevada boy so oh, he's like to dry yeah he's got the wrong gel um he's also wearing rebel spirit oh he's finally got that rebel spirit on so he signed that contract by this episode uh Aaron, you may be unfamiliar. Alex. Alex, you may be you unfamiliar. Can call me I'm, in the, I'm in the Ghost Adventures mode. Uh, Zach is sort of, he has like a signature brand that he wears okay. called Rebel Spirit. Can you buy this at any? I don't know. I haven't looked it we up. We need to look it up. We There's should. probably a website. There is a link it. I'm thinking, does JC Penny carry it? Maybe Macy's? <laughs> if they do, that's. Club I have gift cards for both of those. Yes. And Rebel Spirit, for those of you who haven't listened to previous episodes, is a brand of clothing that usually has... Um, it's like a design- Guns N' Roses album cover. It really is. It's kind of like, you know, people who get those big <laughs> it's a poor rose yeah. crosses on the tattooed on their backs. Well, this is on shirts instead. It's, it's a poor man's Ed Hardy, essentially. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Zach wears all this. Also, again, he's got the boy band jeans, the mm-hmm. cargo pants, which are sagging. He's wearing gray underwear in this episode. I saw. Um, he likes to show his. Own, it's a. It's a repeating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And his belt buckle. He's not showing it like overtly in this yeah. one. I think that's in later seasons where he purposely tucks his shirt behind the belt buckle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's because why little... else have an ostentatious belt buckle if you're not going to show it off? Right. I mean, he sounds like he's from East LA, is really what you're saying. All really? of these things, he kind of sounds like a cholo. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just the way, way the way he dresses, at least. Yeah. Uh, so the weird thing I thought about this episode is that we don't get the primary ghost story until quite a ways into mm-hmm. it. This one, the investigation's kind of a mess, can I say? Like, they, they bounce around a lot. They have trouble sort of putting a very coherent narrative together yeah. mm-hmm. about this place. It kind of sounds like a made-up story. To Everything sounds really made up. All the shit they all hear all sounds so made up, like the mysterious yeah. woman in white. I mean, how um, many times do you hear about the mysterious woman in white? Every time. And they're always like, oh, and you, every time you follow her, she disappears behind a corner. I mean, if someone was following me, I would not <laughs> stick around. That's the, the thing you do. If you're walking your Afghan dog, which is a beautiful breed of dog, yes, they're beautiful through dogs. yesteryear village, mm-hmm. you don't beautiful want people place. creeping on you. Yeah. No, you want to just have a nice stroll. Yeah. And, and she's wearing white. Yeah. A lot of people wear white in Florida it's, exactly. because it's cool. It yeah. keeps you cool. And that was probably a real woman and her dog. And the Victorian couple that just so <laughs> happened to be in the photo, they are there, they disappear. But look, they're in the photo that we compiled to put on this for the grand unveiling of the house. This totally isn't someone pranking us. Yeah. Or just enjoying right. the... Aesthetic. If you're going to yesterday's village, are you going to dress up like yeah. you're from modern day? No, no of course not. You got to fit the mood. Right? Yeah. Um, Zach asks at the end of the segment where we meet all of the all of the people. 
He asks whether this village was built for the living or the dead. That's so good. <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, can I say also that they interview a lot of people who like for, used to work at Yesteryear Village, but they also interview a guy whose Chiron just says eyewitness. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, it was the guy, the guy on the porch. Steve was his yeah. name. Yeah, and I don't know what Steve's connection to this place is. What was the lighting in those shots anyway? Because there was a very bright red light to the bottom <laughs> right. So there's having all these weird shadows. There's no need for that unnatural light in these shots. It's daytime, well-lit area. They have this unnatural kind of spotlight shining right into his line. face. Mm -hmm. And also, one of the eyewitnesses, the security guard, actually never saw anything. Yeah. Every single thing he said was secondhand. He said, people saw this and told me about it. Yeah. He never saw anything. There's also that lady who's sitting in the chair um, who keeps saying, like, Oh, I feel like this place is occupied. I feel like people are watching me. Like, there's never actually any, like... Nobody has photos. There are no photos. It's just all like, oh, yeah, I feel like something's here. Or there were, like, accounts of uh, a big two-by-four piece of ah, yes. wood. This is an important one that they, they talk about a lot. Like, a big piece of wood flew across the room and hit somebody in the head and he died. It also is strange that it counts on this very as well. Sometimes it fell. Other times it was a projectile going in a linear fashion. Yeah. Right. And some people say it hit him in the side of the head, on the top of the head. There's no consistency in this. There story, seems to so be I confusion doesn't believe. also right. about where it happened. Like yeah. they, they, they mention it happened in the attic, but later on during the lockdown, Zach insinuates that it happened on the stairs yeah. up to the second floor. Yeah, he threw it from the stairs. Yeah. And to experiment, test this, they put the... 2x4, or a 2x4. I'm just not sure if they kept the original 2x4. <laughs> the death weapon. Yeah, they put it on the staircase, teetering. If you watch him put it on it, it's half hanging off of a stair, <laughs> yeah. and then seems surprised when it falls off. Now that's a recurring... precarious perch. That's a recurring theme in this show. They set up pieces of wood in very, like, precarious ways, and then when they fall down, they claim it had to be a ghost that did it. Yeah. It's really great. There's one episode, I'm getting a little off topic, there's one episode where he literally just props two pieces of wood mm -hmm. up t against one another, and then is, like, jumping around next to them, and then when they fall over, he thinks it's a ghost. <laughs> he, treats it, he treats it as, like, concrete proof that there is a ghost here. Um, let's see. Oh, ooh, there's a, this is, becomes important later on. One of the people mentions that the ghosts like to steal flags. Yeah, for whatever reason, like, the flags Wait, disappear. Okay, I know, this is kind of stupid of me, but for my defense, I am in science, not history. Was Florida in the Confederacy? Yes, it was. For sure. Okay, yeah. okay, so, so, this, this ghost hates hmm. Union flags. Hmm. But he's from right through the Depression, so you have to think that if he was around, yeah, he must have been, so, say, the, you know, 1930, mm -hmm. kind of mid-Depression time. He must have been like 60, having been seen the Civil War, probably. Yeah. If that's the case. Yeah. And if he's, you know, down on his luck, working as a handyman in his 60s in the Depression, mm -hmm. I, that just timing doesn't work out for me. I don't yeah. understand it. <laughs> and also, there's multiple American flags throughout the house. Yeah. I don't seem to have anything <laughs> happen. There's a huge one hanging in the attic. Yeah. Like, yeah. nothing yeah. ever happens. Yeah, it's yeah. just hanging straight <laughs> down. And nobody really even pays attention to it. Nope. The other thing. Perhaps it needs to be um, leaning against a wall in a very um, fragile way. Yes, that's that's <laughs> when the, the flags vanish when you hang when you lean them. This is just a very explain. This is probably the most explainable ghost I've ever heard in my life on this show. Uh, they get two tours of the house, and we kind of watch the two of them mm -hmm. side by side. Um, the first is from someone who works there. Um, and this, uh, who obviously knows all the ghost stories about this place. And the second is from a medium who is, can I say, 
off her rocker yeah. completely. Can I just say something? I'm really surprised that Zach did not hit on Jennifer, the pretty no, girl. No, she seemed like his type. I know. Well, she probably was too intelligent for him. That's, I mean, if we're going to start drawing that distinction, that's like... I know, where does the line get drawn? Where, where do you put... That's a, that's a hard one. Yeah, you know? I mean, anyway. Anyway, um, the medium tells... The medium has this very rehearsed routine that she does as they go through this house. <laughs> it's like embarrassingly rehearsed, the things she says. It's so to uncomfortable. She does the weird... You know, you notice how a lot of psychics do this like hand stuff? Mm -hmm. Like they're doing... They're like... <laughs> I don't do know. like a little hand gyre. Yeah, it, it, it was this constant tapping of her pinky yeah, on her yeah. palm. And then, yeah. like, was she doing this or was this another psychic on a different episode? I don't know. No, she was doing that. She, she was, was like pointing like that. She would yeah. point like that. Like, just repetitive hand motions that are supposed to, like, I don't know, help her talk to ghosts or something. M I mean... Most ghosts, you know, you silently. <laughs> right. But they're yeah. nonverbal, you know, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a thing. Uh, she's the one who introduces them to the attic. Uh, and tells them about, uh, apparently, the ghost here doesn't like men. Yeah. Of course, most people that were affected by the ghost in this episode have been the women. Yeah. yeah. So, it, all of the board to the head was a man, supposedly. Yeah. Everything right. else yeah. was to women. Yeah. Despite oh, that, the ghost doesn't like men. No. That's what, he, that's what he's telling her. And then, so rehearsed, and so <laughs> overly dramatic. I love this part. She looks at Aaron and says... He really doesn't like you the most. He really doesn't like you the most. He, she <laughs> says it in such a creepy voice. Um, and Aaron gets... they. Of course, they use the shot where she's pointing like directly into the camera. Yeah. Oh, uh, Zach gets really excited in the attic. Uh, and he says, we're going to do some stuff in here later on. <laughs> I wrote that quote down because I thought it was funny. Um Apparently, we, we hear a lot of stories about what happened in the attic. Um, the, the, the man hanged himself. From the highest beam in the entire attic, yeah. which is just illogical. And then go through this. That's a very tall ladder. If you actually do the math, that's an 11-foot ceiling. Yeah. So to so. get a noose, to make a nice noose, too, to support that weight from that height, he spent a lot of time in this. If you were angry at your employer oh, I'm so mad oh, if you get with the tallest to... one it's gonna be so hard to get down i think it's murder like would be roof. a preferable uh choice over killing yourself i'm just saying and why did a part catch fire and they don't re replace the beam yeah that's supporting the roof yeah that's a <laughs> load-bearing structure apparently, they just say we just, let's just forget about it yeah apparently after this man kills himself uh the roof catches fire and she's pointing to the charred ceiling. Did they look charred to you, or did it just nope. look stained? It was like dark wood. It was just dark wood. It, it was, was dark wood, rain. yeah. Yep. After this, they go on a little cemetery adventure uh, in the pouring rain. <laughs> Which is something that's never mentioned again by the yeah. fact that there's a storm blowing through this community yeah. when they're in the house. Yeah. So a lot of these sounds can be explained by the fact that it's windy. Yes. Or it might be thunder. <laughs> And it is an old house. It's an old house. <laughs> an old house that's been through the trauma of being picked up and moved. Like So it's probably not in the best of shape. And quite recently, too. So it's yeah. most yeah. certainly settling again. Yeah. Oh, and they did also mention that there was a thing with ladders. If ladders were play, you know, put up when people would come back after leaving them, they would be either moved into a different location or they would have been tipped over. Mm. Which... So, Riveting. Well, yeah. the guy doesn't like ladders. He yeah. hung himself. He hates ladders. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He probably kicked it over in that moment. Yeah. And the, his last thought was, fuck ladders. <laughs> fuck all ladders. <laughs> and he's looking at the American flag as he dangles like, ah, oh, fuck oh, that too. Thing. I'm sure that was hanging there as yeah. he was doing it too. 
<laughs> with the 50 stars. Really anachronistic for this entire timeline. Yes. Uh, so that's pretty much it for the investigation portion. Probably about half the show. Um, we get we, They get locked in. Uh, they're, once again, screwing deadbolts into the frames of these doors. They're tiny deadbolts, too. Like, if they wanted to get the fuck out of if that... If three grown men wanted to bust that deadbolt down, they definitely could. One person could. And they actually never see you put deadbolts on the other two doors. They supposedly did. They say right. they did. It's just the yeah. one. You got their, their words to go on. Uh, I believe this is the inaugural lockdown fist bump that he mm. gives yeah. the lady who locks yeah, him yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's something of tradition later on in the show, and it's always very awkward. Uh, and later on, they put the this very canned like boom sound effect over it when they do it, uh, and and so she locks him in. She's the uh, chief operating officer. I don't know how she feels about it, but um, apparently they're the first to ever be locked into this place overnight. It's a very formal title for someone that runs yesteryear. Yesteryear yeah. village. Yeah. I can see the curator title for the woman that gave them the tour. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Sense. Security guard, his title was fine. The other woman, I don't even know who hers was. The one She's sitting the down in the chair. Wait, the, the, the one sitting oh, down in yeah. the chair. What, what is her job? She was the maintenance Ma- specialist or something like that? She must. She was like probably the, like the property manager or something. Okay. Um, so as soon as they get locked in, Zach gets right into it. He gets real, he's he full of beans. He does provocation. Yeah. Up there in that damn attic. Because he, he says hates that twice, bullies. by the way. Yes, because he hates bullies. Which There's again, one thing I hate, it's bullies. So I'm going to bully you. Yeah. Which again leads me to believe that Zach was bullied when he was younger. I think middle school was probably tough for Zach, and I and we can all relate to that. Yeah. So he seemed no, like he no listened judgment. to Corn when he was in. Yeah, school. for sure, and and probably Simple Plan afterwards. Oh, a little bit. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, uh, once it gets dark though, all that bravado <laughs> is completely gone, and he's like, you could every every time he says something, it's like, what is that? <laughs> His voice Zach, starts what's speaking. happening? Um, I think, and and perhaps it's just the adrenaline of, of the episode, but I think there's a chance our boys might have had a few during this lockdown, because they're a little bit more ridiculous than usual in this one. Yeah. They seem like they could, like, it's a, it's a, it's an explanation, it's one of many explanations, because they usually go, they're usually totally crazy by it's, like, 4 or 5 a.m. because yeah. they're sleep deprived, mm. but it seemed to get started, like, immediately in this yeah. one. Well, to their credit, a lot of mysterious things do happen, so I can see why they would get so hyped up. But, but once again, the timeline of when they're there, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't understand it. Yes. <laughs> because it's... Light out when she locks them in. Uh-huh. Then it's immediately dark, and they hear their very first thing right when they start their investigation. Yeah. And they say that they're just starting, starting their investigation, investigation too. Yeah. So I, I mean, I know they take a lot of time to set up, like put the cameras out, but there's it feels like there's more of a gap there than maybe the, they just didn't get much evidence. Yeah. Um, they hear they start hearing footsteps. We don't hear any of the footsteps or anything on the on the recording. There's also um, a, a door that slams and a little bell that starts ringing. And all of these things are things that they're telling us yeah. that they heard before that we don't they started hear. filming. Um, and Zach is on his way up to the stairs. He feels a cold spot and he starts getting a little spooked. Mm-hmm. And that's when the flag falls. And Zach goes into full panic mode. Mm-hmm. And he's like, 
inconsolable. And this part is so funny to me. You can tell he's really panicking because he asks, he keeps asking, what was that? Mm -hmm. And every time Aaron tries to answer him, he just shushes him. This is first of many shushes. This is occur throughout this episode. This is the shushiest episode I've ever heard of Ghost Adventures. There's so much in it. Like every time anyone says anything, somebody else shushes them. I saw it too. Shh. Hey, come over here and look at this. What was that? Shh. I think they're going to shush the ghost at some point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they freak out. They Zach uh, hyperbolizes quite a bit about this flag and uh, how much force it and takes the to re- knock it over. In the reenactment yeah. of how the flag yeah. will have to move with its negative matter. Yeah. <laughs> and negative, gravity. Uh, yeah. He mentions he gravity. Mentions, yeah. yeah. Zach really thinks he knows a lot of stuff yeah. is the thing. Um, he... They sort of... God, they spent so much time on this flag. Yeah, they did. It's like five minutes they of this They focus more on the flag than really any other part of the haunting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then he, he starts... Um, they, they apparently hear a woman's voice, and then Zach starts going on about, who's been pulling women's hair? You know how he plays he, the, oh, he likes the knight in shining guy. armor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, even though he many times acts like a creep to younger women on the show. And, and a hell of a knight in shining armor likes to send other people in... To go in alone to <laughs> talk to ghosts and shit. This ghost really hates you, Aaron. Yeah. You're going to be in there alone. Yes. Don't worry about it. We won't be right down the stairs. We'll be somewhere down there. And and one of the bingo spaces on the bingo card is Aaron Zach goes in first. sends Aaron in first. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, my suspicion is that Zach is actually really scared and he'd like to send in poor Aaron. Did Aaron? you guys fill out your bingo cards, by the way? No, I didn't do it. Today. I did not. Oh, it is a. The definite one. Oh yes. It was, oh. It was beautiful. Oh yes. It was like first five minutes. Yes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> a lot of old coots, a lot of shitty reenactments, haunting ghosts, oh, run-on yeah. sentences. Yes. Was essentially every sentence. Some legendary ones in this episode. Oh yes. Um, they they start going upstairs mm-hmm. uh, to get into the attic proper because they know that this is a place they're going to want to investigate. And Zach tells us, "I don't go by feelings when he's on investigations." <laughs> absolutely hilarious because it's the only thing he ever goes on uh and this is where they actually formally ask aaron to stay up here Mm -hmm. and where he tells aaron we'll be somewhere down there don't worry about it um and aaron is first of all he's a lot nicer to the ghosts than zach is he's very like he's compassionate really because aaron's a nice guy and zach's a dick why was he wearing a tactical vest by the way i he wears it every single episode wears that he even upgrades it later on. He gets a new, better vest. I think this, this one had these weird, like, corset straps on the side. I know. Is he trying to, like, watch his waist? Because if I was on TV, I would definitely yeah. tighten oh, up. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I'm not camera ready right now. No, no, no way. Uh, that's why I do a podcast. <laughs> um, what is it? Oh, yes. Okay, so Aaron is trying to, like, describe what a digital recorder is to these ghosts. Uh, he's saying that he, he can't hear them, but this thing, this red, little red light can hear them. Uh, and he asks the ghost, this cracked me up, he says, why don't you like me? <laughs> to the ghost. Um, and then we sort of bounce back to Nick and Eric, Nick and Zach, rather, who are doing a little interview time uh, in the in the foyer uh, when they hear a big old bang in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And this one is, this actually goes unexplained. We don't hear an explanation yeah, for true. where this bang came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure it's explainable. Uh, but they, they run into the kitchen and, and Zach is really freaking out and Aaron is the cool, Nick is the cool headed one in this situation, mm-hmm. which I think is hilarious. Zach, actually, Nick shushes Zach. Nick shushes Zach. Zach times. gets shushed. Yeah. 
That like never happens. And Zach is so he's like a, a scared little kid Good. with his dad. He's like Aaron. What was that? <laughs> Nick, what did you? Where where was that? What 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 made that noise? What was on the floor? Uh, Nick sits in the chair that apparently there was an apparition. Um, oh, this is so funny. Like some apparently somebody was d- vacuuming, and they looked down and the chair moved and the vacuum was unplugged. Jeez, very obvious. I wonder how that could happen. <laughs> um, and then it shoots back to Aaron uh, in the attic. He's talking about how it's hot as hell, and but he's, he's sweating, but he's cold. That yeah. means your sweat's doing its job, Aaron. By the way, um, we forgot to mention this, but earlier when they're doing um, uh, temperature readings in, I believe, the attic, uh, there's a moment <laughs> where it reads 69 degrees. Oh. <laughs> nice. Um, Let's see. Which is also a temperature that I actually would get yeah. <laughs> at night in the summer in Florida. Yeah. Not completely unusual. No. Zach starts asking questions to the spirit again, um, including, like, is this where you hung yourself? Um, why'd you hang yourself? Why'd you hang yourself? Um, Don't you know it's a coward's way? Do yeah. you like me was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Do you like me? Uh, yes or no? Check this box. <laughs> Uh, he hears something in back of him. Oh, yes. This is where it really pops off. Um, then it goes back to Nick. It keeps going back and forth. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. they're really, they do this back and forth shit a lot in these early episodes. And I think they tr- they try to do this, set it up as like a dynamic mm-hmm. kind of thing. But it really just muddles the whole thing. Yeah. It makes it really hard to follow. They hear a loud bang in the kitchen. Um, oh, we and it is. Part. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. Right. But they do go back, and Zach and Aaron, uh, Zach and Nick, I keep getting Aaron and Nick confused. Zach and Nick try to recreate the conditions under which they heard the kitchen bang, mm-hmm. which is just Nick sits in the chair sure. and Zach starts asking him questions. <laughs> they set up a camera to help record it this time. Also, Aaron is afraid of a shadow at first. That's the first thing he's actually afraid yes. of. His own and shadow. His own shadow. And then his other shadows looked a little like Kermit. If you watch, his hand looks yeah, like, like very, Kermit's head kind of going across. The yeah. very Kermit kind of thing. Yeah, it's very cute. Uh, and then as Aaron is uh, is really, really at his wit's end, a birdcage slips off a table in the back. A very precariously balanced birdcage mm-hmm. slips off a table in the back, makes a very loud banging noise, and he startles so badly that he falls down on his butt. <laughs> and he screams. Oh my god! At the top of his lungs, and the boys hear it downstairs. And they immediately identify this as Aaron hmm. and start running over to check on him. And they encounter him running down the stairs screaming, Oh my God! Oh my God! Like, just over and over again. <laughs> um, and they, they, Aaron gives Zach a whole bunch of shit in this moment about, like, staying up there like, Oh, Mr. Taunting the Ghosts and Macho Zach and, like, just saying all this mean shit. Uh, and when Zach asks him what he heard, but he can't compose himself because hmm. he's freaking out, um... He's, Zach asks him if he fell down if that, if that was one of the noises and Aaron says no, no I no. jumped back <laughs> mm. no we got that on camera <laughs> yeah it's on camera pal uh, now to his credit to Zach's credit he does not call Aaron out in the footage mm-hmm. narrator Zach does not call Aaron out on that lie he lets it slide uh, which is way more generous yep. than I expect Zach to be at any given time and I don't really understand how it's after all this that they decide to put the X cameras out. Yeah, so, okay, this is... The, the X cameras have gotten almost no evidence so far, mm-hmm. and their solution is to put more X cameras out. <laughs> Wait, they already had X? No, they already Yeah, they had yeah, X cameras yeah. out, but, like, they, they, they weren't getting any evidence from the X cameras. Yeah, all yeah, the yeah. evidence was coming from their handhelds. Mm-hmm. You're right, yeah. And so their, their solution to the, to the fact that they're not really getting a lot of footage is to put more X cameras okay. out. I have a question. Um... Why why don't you put an X camera in every room? 
Um, because they would have... Limited budget. I would assume HD cameras are very expensive. Okay, all right. Just because, like, the, the sound that happened in the kitchen, they could have potentially caught what made that noise. This was their first season, and Travel Channel probably didn't know how much to trust these goons. Because <laughs> yeah. can you imagine being, like, a television executive meeting with this dude? <laughs> like I can't imagine it, no. I, and it sounds terrible, right? Yeah. And so later on in the show, like, after Travel Channel realizes they're extremely profitable... Mm. Uh, because this is like the most watchable TV show ever. Um, they start getting like better and better budgets mm -hmm. where they get like GoPros to leave out all over the place mm -hmm. and like crazy ghost hunting equipment that is so crackpot sounding. Like the uh, gold beryllium microphone, which oh, they God. use again in this episode. So they, yeah, it's a gold beryllium subtle energy microphone. Who they, knows what any of that shit means? They had it in the arms of a doll, correct? Yes, they sit it in the arms of a baby doll in the doll room that Zach is very scared of. And apparently they hear an EVP of a child. It's the only thing they hear in the next like six hours after that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so all the evidence they could come up with is yeah. they heard this one sound that lasted for maybe half a second. I, yeah. I feel like this is probably why they put that cemetery segment in mm -hmm. earlier. Because, oh... Somebody's oh, laptop's finished updating. Uh, they they put the cemetery section in here to pad this episode out because man, this lockdown, it just seems like three idiots clanging around in the same two rooms for twenty minutes. Yeah. I do like how they adopted the Three Stooges kind of setup for this entire show. <laughs> oh, for Where, sure. There's definitely the one that's gonna poke the others in the eyes and hit their heads together. Yes. And you have the kind of dumb balding one, and the one that's you know a little quieter. They really fulfill this trope of three dummies. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and they. It's we're pretty much at the end of the episode. They give us the sort of like poetic breakdown at the end that Zach loves doing. Yeah. Um, but that's uh, that's it really. Like yeah. Riddle House didn't. This I this is the amateur hour. This episode. Yeah. This is a very amateur episode of Ghost Adventure. Maybe it's because we watched some of the later episodes earlier this week. Yeah. Uh, over at Morgan and Travis's, but man. But as someone that also hasn't watched the later episodes, this was. Horrendous. Yeah, this was not. <laughs> there was no effort in there. <laughs> they really, they really dropped the ball on this yeah. one. Um, as before, it seems as though they were a little bit intoxicated. Oh, we have a fourth commentator. Our kitty cat just jumped on Alex's shoulder to say hi. We <laughs> <laughs> think Bean. Yes. That was wonderful. Yeah. It was incredibly frightening. <laughs> oh, she's going to hit that off. Oh, there goes the ash. Got to tap, tap those things off the table. Gosh, is there anything more to say about this episode of Ghost Adventures, you guys? Um, it, was a, uh, it feels like it was a short one. It really, really does. I mean, it just went yeah. by really fast. Even the fucking ad bumpers weren't that thrilling. They were just yeah. sort of like repetitive. <laughs> this one is very phoned in, this episode of Ghost Adventures. Yeah. Uh, which is... Crazy, because the f first and second seasons are full of the most off-the-wall shit, mm -hmm. where they just go totally crazy and do the dumbest stuff. This must have just been a very bad day for the crew, the GAC. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. They were just very traumatized, but in a stupid way. I wonder how long until we get into the episodes where Zach drops the uh, provocation policy. Because his oh early episodes, God. he has a provocation policy. He only provokes ghosts. Yeah. And later on in the series, he's very cautious about prov provoking ghosts. Mm. He only uses it in very extreme cases. Because he says that a ghost followed him home and started messing with his personal a life. A demon. A demon followed him home. Pardon me. Started messing with his personal life. Mm -hmm. 
Huh. So. Um, can I just say, I, I found it kind of, I don't know, like ridiculous, but hilarious at the same time that when he places the rope, the hanging rope in the attic, he says, I'm not doing this to be disrespectful. I'm doing this to disrespect this. Because <laughs> I don't respect bullies. <laughs> That's pretty much what he said. I don't respect guys that pull women's hair and throw bore to other guys' heads. Like, every time... I mean, there are so many instances where he does things that are really distasteful, like hanging a rope um, in the attic that is supposed to symbolize somebody who decided to off themselves. And... He like at least I guess at least in this episode he tries to defend himself and and say he's not intending to be just later episodes there's like no oh, no so apology whatsoever. The wall, my dude. There are gonna be a lot of insensitive episodes that we get to that. Oh man, uh, there are some that we haven't even watched. Yeah, because, get ready because uh. we've tried to watch them and they're so distasteful. Like, yeah, they're not smart guys. No, they're not. Uh, and and they don't they mean well often is the thing. Um, they're just really stupid. <laughs> they're just, they're just kind of haphazard. They're like a bunch of monkeys with typewriters, you know. Yeah. But eventually, they have the great American, you know, show. That's what happens. Monkeys with typewriters. Monkeys with typewriters. Great American novel. Yeah. 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 So this is the they're great gonna have American the reality show. At some this... point, they're gonna hit that sweet spot. This will be one episode that's just perfect. Oh, I think we'll get there eventually. Hopefully, maybe. maybe. You guys want to wrap it up? Can we sure. end the podcast now? That's yeah. a short one. Uh, we breezed right through. But that's a, that's a testament to how little happened in this episode. Yeah, how short this was. Of three drunk idiots f- fooled around inside a, a house museum, an old house museum, yeah. something like that. Um, I'd like to thank Leandra. She's the person who made our um, our podcast art. She made it herself from scratch. That's her hand, which mm-hmm. is super cool. cool. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I'd like to thank Travel Channel and My Two Below Entertainment for bringing us Ghost Adventures. Mm-hmm. And thanks to the boys as, as much as we yeah. may. As much as we rag on y'all, thanks so much for producing the shit because, wow, it's entertaining sometimes. Yeah. Um, you guys should watch more episodes. Yeah. Um, and uh, make yourself some bingo cards. Um, we've got an example on our website. Eventually, I will like, actually follow through on linking to the <laughs> webpage where you can download them. Uh, I'm just really bad at stuff like that, you know? It's just, sorry. And thanks for everyone who's been tuning in. Yeah, thanks for listening. It's really amazing. Um, If you like the show, uh, give us a rating on iTunes. I know probably every podcast in the world asks you to do that, but that's because it gets our SEO game right. And we really want, uh, we'd love for other Ghost Adventures fans to find the show uh, Mm -hmm. because the thing that I have learned ever since I started talking about the show is that there's a lot of people like us out there Mm -hmm. who watch the show and laugh at how silly it is. Mm-hmm. There's probably people who are like earnestly into it. And no, there are. Out. There are a lot of people who think Zach is extremely hot. Well, he's got a lot of fangirls, you know. I know. Well, probably uh, boys admittedly, too. he is an attractive man. He is an attractive man. He cuts a dashing figure on the screen. <laughs> uh, I will say that you really got to give a lot of stuff a pass, though. Like the fake really tan and the, the obvious lipstick, uh, which isn't supposed to be a lipstick. A lot of this stuff is what makes it. <laughs> I want a man that takes care of himself. <laughs> himself. And Zach obviously does that to a T. And yeah. he especially takes care of his delicate respiratory system. Whenever oh, he... yeah. Er, uh, Alex, you uh, you didn't experience this. Yeah, I didn't mention it. Zach has uh, some respiratory issues. Okay. Um, that's as much as we know. 
and he has to wear a mask into uh, into basements and things like that. Yeah. But then, like, he won't have anybody else wear masks. Yeah, just also him. he'll like go through the the tour without mm-hmm. a mask, and then he'll put it on for the the, the investigation. Mm. Um, he yeah, he never tells us if it's asthma or any other type of respiratory illness. It's just a delicate respiratory system. Okay. It's a delicate man. It's a delicate man. It's a delicate program. But he makes it up with his big muscles. He made big old muscles. Yeah. For breathing. Yeah. I guess. You gotta work the diaphragm. Work that diaphragm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was yet another episode of Insanely Haunted. Thank you for having me, by the way. Oh, yeah. This thank you great. for coming Thanks on. For love we we love doing this. We love podcasting. It's so much fun. Yeah, that's great. Uh, my name is Max. I'm Cassie. And I'm Alex. And you just heard a Class A EVP. Mm-hmm.